Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your Friday. Want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers, offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shovel, shuttle service. Diamond Airport parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport parking. We're hoping to talk to Gordon Monson at any moment. He was scheduled to join us here at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. He's live from Los Angeles. Now, now I, I when I arranged this, I texted him 4.05 p.m. Pacific. Uh-huh. That is, you know, three minutes ago. Uh-huh. And that is where he is, the Pacific time zone. Yes. Now I just hope he knows he's in Pacific time zone. Hey! Oh, the phone's ringing. <laughs> so let's let's hope that's our boy, good old uh, Gordon, down there to uh, cover the game. Uh, Utah, USC, want to remind you that pregame coverage with Hans Olsen and Frank Dolce right here on the Zone Radio Network will begin at 6 o'clock. The boys will be down there at the point after on Ninth East at the Sports Mall in Murray. So make sure and uh, go by and see those guys. They'll be getting there for the postgame show as well. Joining us now from Los Angeles, my co-host, Gordon Monson. What's happening, Gordo? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you? I hear it's rain. I hear it's rainy and cold up there. It is rainy and cold, and uh, the studio is its normal balmy, you know, 48 degrees. And since the ice is in the uh, the arena across the way, the the whole building's cold. So uh, enjoy that sunshine, huh? Gordo, you with us? Sorry, I lost you there for one second. No problemo. Uh, Gordon, uh, Austin and I have been talking today, and Austin threw out the number. He expects Utah to score 35 points against USC. What do you think about that number? Uh, yeah, I think that's a decent number. I do, you know, because uh, this is this is what SC is going to try and do. They're going to try and outscore the Utes. I mean, because uh, they probably feel like that's their only hope. And we, we've talked about this all week, that, uh, that that defense is not its strong point. And so how are they going to stop uh, Zach Moss? How are they going to stop uh, Tyler Huntley? How are they going to uh, slow this thing down? Uh, the only way they can do it is by outscoring. So I think 35 is a pretty good number. Now watch, watch us go out here and this thing will be 14 to 7, you know. <laughs> well, I honestly don't expect that, Gordon, because I, uh, Austin and I kind of did a little bit of a deep dive into the defensive numbers for USC in the 3 o'clock hour. And actually, we'll uh, let's do this exercise with you, Gordon. If you've already seen these numbers, uh, let me know. But where would, you, where would you guess USC's defense ranks in total defense so far this year? Ranks in the conference? In the country. In the country. I would say probably 70. 86. 86. Now, how about, okay, yeah. so how about the pass? Where do you think they rank with the pass? Uh, I would say probably, 
I put them right about in that same neighborhood. 99th, Gordon. 99th. He is surrendering <laughs> 264 yards through the air a game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, here's the problem for uh, the Trojan defense is in order to slow down Utah's rushing attack, they're going to have to commit resources to that. And to do that, when they do that, then what's that going to do? It's going to make that uh, secondary even more vulnerable. So I, I, that's a tough, tough one. And that's why they have to outscore uh, the Utes. That's just... Sorry, I'm just pulling. I'm just pulling into the uh, LA Coliseum as we speak right now. So I got a bunch of jibber jabbering going on here. But uh, yeah, so I I would be shocked if that defense is able to really slow down Utah's uh, offensive attack. I, I, I just don't see it happening that way. However, I have been fooled before when things, uh, the personality of a game. Uh, ends up being different than what we expect. But I, I, that's, I'm expecting it to be pretty free-flowing. Well, isn't that what we've been talking about all week, Gordon? And that's what makes USC uh, dangerous is because they have the talent to be better than that. So at what point do they actually wake up and go, oh, we are good at defense. Oh, we are good athletes. Oh, we can stop the run or, or play man press on the outside. I mean, they, they, you would think they have the talent and athleticism to do it. I mean, Kyle Whittingham talked about that at his, at his press conference, that they get whatever player they want. And, and Kyle is the one out there recruiting against them. I mean, Kyle would know. So, I mean, that's what makes this game so you know, curious. And, and certainly the game last week against BYU as well, because they should be better. Yeah, and that's a great point, and one that I haven't really given that much thought to, actually, Jake, that will this defense wake up? Will these guys, because they are great athletes, it's an argument between great athletes and coordination of those athletes. And maybe maybe coordinating those athletes is a lot harder or more problematic than we give it credit for, because what do we always say? Uh, the team with the with the more with the greater talent usually wins, but uh, these guys apparently have not been able to put it together yet. And I would be surprised if it happens against the quality of team that the Utes are putting on the field tonight. Doesn't mean it can't happen. Doesn't mean it won't happen. It's just not the way to bet. Gordon's with us live from Los Angeles, uh, covering the Utah USC game tonight uh, here on ninety seven five. And uh, in twelve eighty, the zone. Give us a, a, a key player on offense you think tonight uh, for Utah, Gordon, that you think has to go out there and, and ball out for the Utes to win. Well, I, I I'm going straight to Zach Moss because if if the Trojans can slow him down, then then uh, then they give themselves a chance. If they can't, I mean, I saw a statistic where he has run. Twice he's run for over 100 yards against USC, and the other time, I think it was his uh, freshman year, he, he ran for 90 yards. So I'm expecting him to get 100-plus yards uh, tonight. If he doesn't, then that means that the Trojans are doing something that uh, they couldn't do against BYU. And because I think Utah has a better rushing attack than, than BYU, Utah has a better rushing attack than BYU, then I would expect Utah to be see greater success. By the way, there's a lot of Utah fans down here 
and to see four of them walking right by me right now. They're, they are, you fans, I think, representing pretty well from what I've seen uh, around here. Gordon, we saw the report today from Sports by Brooks. Uh, he was reporting that uh, Clay Helton will be fired tonight if uh, the Utes take it to the Trojans. Uh, so, you know, we knew Clay was on the hot seat, certainly, but it seems that that heat is, is as hot as it could possibly be while still retaining his job. Do you expect that to have an effect in the way USC plays tonight, either good or bad? If that report is true, then I would expect him to come out as fired up as a, as a team can be. I mean, uh, yeah, because nobody wants to have their coach, the guy who recruited you, the guy who has put the program together. Uh, nobody wants to see him fired because if he does get fired, then uh, the guy's going to be looking at themselves uh, and saying, man, we screwed up. We should have done better for the very reason that we've been talking about here, that the athletes are there. And uh, someone isn't performing up to snuff. So uh, if that is true, and I don't know if it's true or not, uh, I would expect the the Utes to get uh, the Trojans' best effort tonight. You know, it's funny, Gordon. uh, We had Pete Arbogast on yesterday, the voice of the Trojans. And uh, I asked him kind of for the story behind what happened with Lynn Swan. And I asked him if it was the admission scandal or the bad football team or whatever. And you know what he said? Or no comment. He gave me <laughs> no comment. And I get it because Pete, you know, he's he's part of that athletic department. And he probably has to watch what he's, he says a little bit. But that really screamed loud and clear to me. What a disaster, absolute disaster that athletic program is right now. Yeah. I, that, sometimes a no comment speaks louder than any, any combination of words that can be spoken. Uh, there, there is no doubt there's no and they are not used to seeing uh, an athletic department that is not moving up to their All right, Gordo, hang on. We're we're losing you. Uh, we're having quite the day when it comes to <laughs> connections. <laughs> Just you know, it's uh, it's awesome. Uh, we'll try and get Gordon back and get him with a, a little bit better connection. We struggled with PK, and we even struggled a little bit with Jordan Pendleton. Maybe with uh, Scotty, we'll be uh, loud and clear with those uh, San Diego phone connections. You just need a new producer. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's you, Austin. I just think it's well. Maybe how about this? Maybe Austin, your notorious uh, bad luck has has spread on mm-hmm. this Friday. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. It, uh, it Friday is the thirteenth came a week late. It did. And I, I think how the players react to exactly what's going on, I, I actually do think will be a key component to to tonight's game. And the dysfunction at USC goes far deeper than just their their football program or their football coach. And and you know they're going to have to find a new athletic director. And whether or not they they hire Urban Meyer and he's the one who picks the athletic director, they already have a new president. But I do think that sort of thing ripples down. And if Clay Helton and Gordon, uh, I want you to finish your thought. But Clay Helton is certainly hearing these reports, and those players are certainly hearing these reports. And how they how they react will will be a, a big part of tonight's game. But the the d- dysfunction. Uh, goes deep there at USC. Yeah, and it could go either way, really. The more I think about it, it could either help the Trojans or hurt them. And uh, if 
if that, if that discord is discord among the players, then I, I see that manifest itself in a negative way. But uh, but if they do care about their coach, then I would see I would expect them to uh, put forth their best effort. But there is trouble down here in Troy. There's there's no doubt about that. And, uh, and we'll see how they react. Uh, Norm Chow, by the way, was on with DJ and PK this morning, uh, this morning, Gordon. And you know what he said about the USC-BYU game? He said USC needed to run the ball more. Does that sound familiar? I think Norm Chow agreed with me. Yeah, well, okay. Then you can go ahead and take that. as. Uh, but, but that's not the way the offense is structured. That's the problem. I mean, how many times do Mike Leach's offenses get encouraged to run the ball more? It's, it's not what they do. It's not what Graham Harrell is trying to establish with the Trojans. But with, with what BYU did defensively, I, I would agree with him. And I think they started to try, but they just weren't very proficient at it, well, or at least proficient enough. Well, it gets back to the point where they're running the wrong offense. Well, the good news for the Trojans, though, is they won't be running this offense for much longer. Uh, well, it depends because uh, – <laughs> What kind of offense does Urban Meyer want to run? <laughs> exactly. He's not going to come in and do student body left and student body right, though. So maybe, maybe yeah, it won't work is, for that either. This is so weird. Is he still scheduled to be in the building tonight? He is. Yeah. In fact, you can I mean, uh, go rekindle your relationship. It, it, it's so strange because you have a guy who's in trouble and you have a guy who is a room replacement in the building. I mean, this is this is almost too bizarre to be true. You might even run into Shell Bell tonight, Gordon. Oh, well, yeah, it's always a pleasure to see Shell. I, I would have no no qualms with that, actually. She was always very nice to us. You think she's still mad at you over the Urban Liar thing? Uh, that I don't know, because I haven't talked with her since all that happened, so I'm, you know, I, I'm not sure. She just looks like she's, you know, it's it's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's true for all of us, by the way. Come on. Okay. Well, Gordon, uh, give us kind of how do you see this one playing out? Uh, how do you see well, what type of game are we in for? Uh, are you picking the Utes to come out on top? It's going to be close. Austin's picking him by a couple of scores. What do you think? Uh, I, um, I, I let me say it this way: I think USC will be successful at certain times in this game, just not enough to win it. That would be my my prediction. I think they will look good at times. Offensively, we'll see how that goes because if they're able to throw the ball on this huge uh, secondary, then uh, you know, then okay, they might be able to do that some of the time, just not all the time. So I think it goes both when Utah has the ball and when USC has the ball. They will look up to snuff on occasion, but not enough to win the game. I want to know if you took anybody on the Gordon Monson reality tour while you've been down there. No, I have not done that. I learned my lesson. I did that once and uh, not going to do it again. You know, here I thought it was all fun. And uh, then I heard whispers that uh, it was something that had to be endured. And that was not the intention at all. Kevin Graham has never whispered anything in his life. (laughs) 
Okay, so he shouted it from the mountaintop. He right? did. He might have. Uh, while we've got you, Gordon, I, I do want to get your thoughts on BYU and, and Washington. Last couple of days chatting with you, we've been pretty focused on Utah and USC. But let's talk a, a little BYU and, and Washington for a couple of mo- uh, moments here. How much of a shot are you giving the Cougs in this? I give them a shot. Uh, I just don't expect them to win. Uh, it's funny. When you see a little success against these marquee teams and then everyone is expecting that kind of success, uh, and I've seen the reports that, uh, wait, this is a different team and was playing a year ago on both ends. That is true, but I'm not sure that uh, the Cougars have really made up enough difference to reverse a 35-7 to loss. Yeah, but I mean, it, it is a different Washington team, and and you got mad at me earlier this week when I was pointing out that USC didn't make a bowl last uh, last year. Gordon, I mean, we're we're seeing new a new BYU offense, uh, different personnel. Does that alter your thoughts at all? Well, yeah, I mean, I do think that the Cougars are better than they were, and I don't think so. There is that. All right, Gordo, if you can hear me, thank you very much for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we'll catch you on the big show on Monday. Thank you, Gordon. Gordon Monson, live from Los Angeles. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. It is weird, because we've gone without having communication problems uh, for a while now, and for it all to hit on on one day. You know, when it's... Just you and me here. But it's just us. And- Lloyd's out. Scotty's out. Gordon's out. PK's out. Hans has the pregame show. It's just you and me and Gabe. Yep, and Gabe. And, and, and we're doing fine together. The three of us, we can make it. But we had this great idea where we thought, okay, well, we've got our staff all over the country because we're all over on purpose, all over yes. these games, and uh, we're going to utilize the power of the zone staff and have everybody on to preview all of these games. And we can't even get a decent phone connection. And the Verizon guy, <laughs> can you hear me now? Got us. Speaking of that, we should get Gabe in here to yes. see if he can help us. Help us, Gabe. We need you. See, I knew you'd pick up what I was laying down <laughs> yeah, there. Exactly. We need we need Syringa to step in and save the day. Our good friend Gabe Gomez joins us now, general manager of Syringa Networks. Uh, Syringanetworks.com, that number 385-420-7881. And we're having trouble with our telecommunications today, Gabe. Yeah, it shows you guys aren't using Syringa Networks, even I, though I'm here. I know. We need yeah. to get out. Let's get the ball rolling. Yeah. I mean, Jake, get here. the checkbook out, will let's, you? Let's just do this thing right now. <laughs> I get but, my tool belt on, we, we get some stuff done. But that's what you guys do. You help improve business. And it, honestly, in today's day and age, business comes to a screeching halt when communication breaks down. And you guys are here to prevent that. Absolutely. You just heard it here. Most businesses don't have some guys like you that can keep things rolling, even though things are, aren't working well. But uh, that is certainly what we do. If we help businesses continue uh, to focus on what it is that they do. We'll, we'll take care of the telecom part of it. They do what they do. So we're talking, uh, we're talking internet. We're talking business to business communication, voice. You guys handle it all. That is correct. The full suite of telecommunications products, everything you need to 
uh, operate your business in, in a telecom environment, we, we provide all those things. And you're going to be here for these companies and providing your service. You're not, you're not going to get bought out. You're not uh, going to do these changes that these other companies throw curveballs at, at you. You guys are going to be here making it happen. That's correct. Yeah, we've, we've put a considerable investment into uh, the, the state of Utah and the other states that we service, and uh, our intent is to stay here. So a thousand miles of uh, of cable buried. I'm just picturing you out there with a shovel, Gabe, just getting <laughs> that's, it, you know, getting yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's that, that's how it all happened. It was <laughs> it was it was quite the feat there. No, but that's pretty amazing that it, you guys have a rock solid network and and right here in Utah. Yeah, it was a huge undertaking for us to put that much fiber in the ground in the compressed time frame that we did it in. It was really over a about a five year period that wow. we, that we put that in, in the ground here. That's amazing, and it could benefit your company out there. 385-420-7881, or syringanetworks.com. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll have more Big Show. Scotty G joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks to Gordo for jumping on with us from Los Angeles in the last segment. We want to say a big thanks to the title sponsor of The Big Show. That's Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with a new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. That's our good friends at Mountain America Credit Union. We're going to talk to Scotty G coming up here momentarily. The Aggies are on the road. They're taking on San Diego State. That game uh, is tomorrow night at 8.30. Pre-game here on the Zone Radio Network will begin at 7.30. And then, of course, uh, Scotty G will bring you all the action. And uh, after Stony Brook and a bye week, I'm excited to see uh, Jordan Love back in action in Utah State with a, a big-time test. In fact, uh, out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Joining us now, he is the voice of the Aggies. And, of course, you can hear him noon to three every day right here on the Zone Radio Networks. He is Scott Gerard. What's up, Scotty G? Oh, hey, Jake. How are you? Oh, hey, Scotty. I am terrific. Uh, it is raining outside, and I'm sure San Diego is just lovely. Everybody was bundled up when we got on the plane up in Logan to hop on the charter. And then when that thing touched down here in lovely San Diego, it was about 78 degrees and uh, not a cloud in the sky. Oh, so, yeah. That sounds terrific. Yes. And very uh, nice. you're, you're going to have a little time on your hands tomorrow with this, uh, this late kick. I could see Scotty doing a little damage down there at uh, Pacific Beach. Jake, nothing but game prep. That's it. <laughs> That's all it will be. <laughs> you can game. You can game prep uh, there on the boardwalk or whatever. That could sure. happen. Yeah, you're still working. The, the surroundings are a little more pleasant. That's all. You know what's fun though is like I I didn't even request any info, but I got like. 15 text messages from David James about where to go and what to do. So <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> he, he's got the itinerary all laid out for me. It was quite nice. 
Gotta love DJ. Uh, <laughs> Scotty, I was just kind of talking about how uh, excited I am for this game because, uh, listen, Wake Forest, uh, and I follow ACC football pretty clo- closely, they are a sneaky good team. They they are a decent team, and the Aggies gave them all they could handle. And then we saw Stony Brook in the bye. I'm excited to see the Aggies tested with San Diego State because we're going to find out uh, how good this version of Utah State really is. Yeah, this is a really good litmus test, and, and you're right. That Wake Forest team, I think, is going to cause some problems for teams in the uh, ACC. And, and frankly, this, this this coaching staff is still upset that they uh, that they had let that one slip away from them in Wake Forest. But this San Diego State team is a real deal. Um, I know that uh, a lot of times you look at that uh, game against Weber that they won six nothing. Uh, they've they've changed their team quite a bit. They're they're much more. Um, run-oriented offensively. They tried to open things up a little bit and tried to change who they were offensively in that game against Weber State and then realized that's not who we are. So they've come back to just try to run the football and try to get after it. But what's the, the big story of the San Diego State teams are defense. I mean, they have yet to allow a team to run for over two yards a carry. On the season, wow. teams are running for 1.69 yards a carry against the San Diego State defense. And we're this is their fourth game of the season. So it's it's been really interesting to watch. They stop the run, and it wouldn't surprise me if Utah State's like, all right, you want to take away the run? We'll throw it seventy times a game or seventy times tonight. Like they it, they feel more than comfortable about putting the uh, ball in Jordan Love's hands and saying, all right, go sling it around a little bit. And let's see what we do. Scotty I had a couple of conversations with you off the air last year about how the synergy between Jordan Love and my doppelganger, Coach Yost, and how <laughs> how great that relationship was and I, I remember Yo, uh, Coach Yost came on with uh, with Tony and Austin last year and basically he said yeah I don't really do much Jordan Love does it all and uh, it kind of a, a funny comment but uh, they were kind of, of of one mind tell me about Jordan Love's relationship with Coach Sanford uh, do they have a similar thing going on and how is Jordan adapting to this new offense well it's they they came in and Coach Sanford's a smart smart young coach and He'll get a chance to be a head coach again here really soon because he's he's got the great mindset for it. But he essentially said, Jordan, give me your terminology, give me the offense, and I'll adjust to it. You know, a lot of coaches come in and say, you need to adjust to my stuff. Coach Sanford realized that, hey, look, we got a good thing going here. Let's not screw it up. So he learned the terminology. He learned essentially Coach Yost's offense. And, of course, he'll, he'll, he tweaked a few things and added a few wrinkles. But for the most part, this is the same offense that they ran last year, and they give – Jordan loved the same autonomy to call plays out on the field that they uh, that they did last year. So this is still very much Jordan Love's offense, still very much the same offense for the most part that they ran last year. And they give him a lot of, you know, essentially the, they'll have a play with about three to four different options out of that play. And Jordan Love gets in line, sees the defense, and says, let's go. And remember, if you there was a really good story in The Athletic about uh, Mike Leach and how he runs his offense and what he – how he tells his quarterbacks, uh, and, and essentially the message is, you've got a better view of the game than I do, so you should have the autonomy to be able to check into what you think would be best. And they've said the same thing to Jordan Love. Coach Yo said it last year, and uh, Coach Sanford says it this year. Like you, You're on the field, you see the personnel, you see the matchups way better than we do, so you have the ability to check into what you think is right, and more often than not, he's hitting on something good. 
Gordon and I had a conversation after the the Wake Forest game about C.O.C. Mariner, and it seemed like when he was at Utah, we waited year after year for him to really break out. I think people saw the potential, and and the production turned out to be rather pedestrian. He goes to Utah State and connects with Jordan Love, and he, he balled out against uh, Wake Forest. But on the year right now, he's got 13 receptions for 191 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, the leading receiver for the Aggies – is this a case of of him finally living up to expectation, or is is this a case of him having a, a stud throwing him the ball? Uh, I think the offense is a good fit for him. I think that he's also the guy. Like they lost so much off that last year's team that that they needed somebody to be the guy, and he's embraced that role and and is, is flourishing. So I'd say playing with a quarterback who really can deliver the football, um, and not say Huntley can't, but. But Jordan Love, I think, is the best quarterback in the state. Then you also throw in an offense that's geared to throw the ball a lot more than, uh, and, and in an offense that probably suits his skill set a little bit better than the University of Utah's did. And, and not to say that, look, you know, I'm not in no way, shape, or form where we knock the University of Utah. It's just this is a wide receiver's dream offense. And, and uh, with those advantages come with a lot of good numbers. And I anticipate that he'll end up, you know, somewhere in the – 55 to 65 reception range. The defenses will probably key on him a little bit more, so the numbers might go down as the season goes on, but he'll be close to 800, you know, 800 yards receiving and probably close to, you know, double-digit touchdowns. He's a key focal point to this offense. He and Caleb Rep, who was playing on the defensive line last year. Yeah. You know, he's taken over for Dax Raymond, and frankly, and he, you know, the offense hasn't missed a beat. Dax is a special player, and he's playing in the league right now. And I think Caleb Rep is uh, almost as uh, as shown to be a capable replacement. Let's just say that. Scotty G with us live from San Diego. Utah State takes on the Aztecs tomorrow night. You'll be able to catch all the action here on the Zone Radio Network. And uh, you mentioned how good the Aztecs are against the run, but I want to talk about the run game for a second because going into the season, we were all talking about Gerald Bright, and of course a senior, and he had a great year last year. But Jalen Warren, my goodness, Scotty. I don't know if you can say he's come out of nowhere, but he's having a heck of a year so far. Yeah, frankly, didn't see that one coming. That one surprised me a little bit. Um, C.O.C. Mariner, I thought, would give, be given every opportunity to be successful just because they didn't have a lot of depth at that position. Uh, so that didn't surprise me with C.O.C. But Jalen Warren's really surprised me because Gerald Bright was really special, really anticipated that he would be the bell cow. And I think to a certain extent, you know, he's still going to start, but uh, they're, they're going to rotate series. And then in the second half, they'll go with who's, who's got the hot hand. And the first two games of the year, it's been Jalen Warren. Uh, you know, Jalen got the majority of the carries in the second half against Wake Forest because that day he was the better running back. And he had a special, special day. And same thing against um, uh, same thing against Stony Brook. Uh, the, the yards are going to be tough tomorrow. And I think the game might suit Jalen a little bit better because he's a little bit more of a hard-nosed running back. He's going to get you the yard on third and one. Um, Gerald Bright's more the guy that can – and Bright may have a big day as far as the screen game goes tomorrow. But uh, when you need that tough yard, you know, the tough two or three yards, Jalen Warren's going to be the guy for you. And, and you're, you're right. I didn't see that one coming at all. The kid from Snow didn't have a lot of offers, uh, but he has turned into be a really special player for this team. Flipping over to the defense, Scotty, I, I wanted to ask you how the, the players up there are adapting to Gary's system. But considering Matt Wells uh, came up under Gary, how much did the defense actually change in his absence? You know, it's interesting. Defense has changed quite a bit. Um, 
Last year they went with the three four. This year it's kind of a more of a uh, you know a three three five kind of a hybrid, almost like a almost like a, a three two. You know, it's it, they really three. You know, in sometimes it's like a four two six and then a three two. You know, it's it's all over the place. You know, whatever numbers you need to get to get to eleven. But it's been uh, it's been interesting to see how they've developed it. Uh, the problem that they're running into is depth at corner. And they suffered some injuries at corner and in that defensive backfield against Wake Forest. Because of that, they had to go from that press defense that they loved to run and Kyle's ran for so many years. They had to go to a zone. They weren't really uh, equipped to run the zone. They got a little bit better in the second half. They gave up some big plays. Uh, they do. They probably will get some guys back here either tomorrow or in the next week. And then they can go back to playing the defense that we all kind of expected them to play. So uh, I anticipate tomorrow and uh, the next week you'll see some quarters get back. You'll see them get back to kind of that University of Utah-style defense. And uh, hopefully you'll see a little bit better effort. Because that Wake Forest game, they really struggled defensively, which was surprising. But the scheme is that's – the, that's the thing that's quite a bit different from last year. The scheme has changed quite a bit. I heard Gary on your show earlier this week, and uh, you know the the bye week after you know only two games seems a little bit weird. But he sounded almost grateful for it for yeah. healing up from some of those injuries. Yeah, that's one of those where you looked at it at the beginning of the season and said, "Ooh, that's way too early." And this is one of those funky years where you actually have two bye weeks, and so they'll play today. They'll play against Colorado or tomorrow. They'll play against Colorado State, and then they've got that game against LSU, and then they've got another bye week, and then uh, and then finish the game, finish the season with seven straight games. So. Uh, but this one was a weird one to start the season. It felt a little bizarre to be having a bye so early. But you're right. With the early season injuries, the, the staff has been really excited that they've uh, they had that early extra week to try to get some guys healthy. If you need to ta- take somebody with you to Baton Rouge, Scotty, I'd like to volunteer. Done and done. Sweet. Let's do it. We, oh, I like we'd, it. We'd tear up that town, buddy. Oh, man, I'm so excited <laughs> for that trip. That's going to be know, awesome. Usually, I'm not going to lie. Like, usually – I don't really, you know, because you don't have a car and, and you're kind of stuck in your hotel. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just do a lot of my game prep. So, you know, if it's Albuquerque or Fort Collins or Colorado Springs, like, I'm not I'm not doing anything. But you know what, Baton Rouge, that one, we got to check out the town a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You got to see it a little bit. You got to check out the food. I mean, the cuisine down there in Louisiana is just unbelievable. Yeah. You got to you gotta take that one in. So, again, I know, I'm right? going to volunteer to go. I know, you know. If you need somebody, I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that field cra- or that field mic working. Something fierce, buddy. Well, the current guy can't get it to work, so <laughs> you're just good as he is. So, did I say that out loud? Wait, what? Huh? Uh, what? No, no. We're we we're not on the radio. Uh, <laughs> Scotty, uh, really looking forward to your call tomorrow. Uh, enjoy San Diego, and uh, we'll we're in for a heck of a one tomorrow. I think. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Busy day tomorrow. Busy one tonight. Excited to see uh, Utah-USC. I know everybody. Uh, let's just say there's a few people on this staff here at Utah State that um, that are uh, keenly interested in seeing what happens tonight against USC. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I, actually, before we let you go, Scotty, can you think of – I was talking about this earlier in the in the show. Can you think of a weekend where we've had better college football uh, as far as opponents go, USC, Washington, and San Diego State? That's pretty awesome. No, no this is a great lineup. This is, this is a big one. And, you know, let's be honest here. You know, there's – and we joke all the time about how everybody thinks that we play favorites. But in reality, if these teams go 3-0 and this week – how much oh, fun is it going to be next week talking college football? Oh, I mean, awesome. it's going to be incredible. So, yeah, 
it, I, I would love nothing more to see Utah go down and just put it on USC. Um, and, and BYU, another crazy overtime win against Washington with Utah State beating San Diego State. And that would be, uh, that would be something else. It would make next week a whole lot more fun. There's no doubt about it. Thank you so much, Scotty. You're the best. Uh, we'll be listening tomorrow. Back at you, Chief. Appreciate it. Scotty G, voice of the Utah State Aggies. And again, that game tomorrow is going to kick off at 8.30. It's a late one. Uh, pre-game coverage here on the Zone Radio Network is going to begin at 7.30. And then, of course, you're going to be able to catch all of the action. We'll have more Big Show straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Tony! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Coming up right around the corner, Hans Olsen and Frank Dolce will have the Ute pregame for you, taking you up to kick between Utah and USC. They're going to be live from the point after right there at the Sports Mall on 9th East in Murray. So make sure and stay tuned for that. And then, of course, uh, Hans and Frank will have the postgame for you as well, taking your phone calls as soon as this game goes final. But joining us now in studio, he's been hanging out with us all day. He is our friend Gabe from Syringa Networks. Give him a call, 385-420-7881. And you're helping businesses do business with uh, better communication. That is correct. We are working on um, solving their telecom problems. And there could be a lot of those, and that's a big thing. You guys are local. You're right here to help. That, that is correct. That, that is our big claim to fame, and what makes us different from everybody else is that we are local here. Uh, we have a full staff to support everyone's telecommunication needs. And we're talking voice, internet, business to business, the whole shebang. That is correct. The full suite of telecommunications products, everything you can envision or need to run your business here locally or to compete on a global basis, we have that. And you guys are the real deal. You've got a 1,000 miles of uh, fiber buried in the ground. That is correct. Just over 1,000 miles of fiber that's uh, brand new, buried in the ground here, which uh, gives an an additional measure of uptime for our customers, making it harder to cut and uh, to access. 385-420-7881 is the number. You can also check them out at syringanetworks.com. All right, Gabe, who do you see winning tonight, Utah or USC? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna toss in for I'm I'm, I'm an alum of the U, so it's All right. gotta be the Utes, man. You're throwing in for the Utes. I'm throwing in for the Utes. I think they're gonna win. Uh, Austin has them winning by two touchdowns. I I'm gonna go with Austin. I I have them running away from it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I think they will. They they yeah. should. They're the better team, right? They, they they definitely are. They're ranked higher, and uh, they got a fantastic running game, so they should do well. All right, Gabe. Well, let's get you out of here so you can go watch that game. We appreciate you coming in, my friend. Right on. My pleasure. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. All right. The number again. 385-420-7881, Syringa Networks. Well, more, oh, actually, no big show coming up next. You pregame starts next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I hate goodbyes. I won't have to work until Monday. Woohoo! All right, well, have a good weekend.